Hello and uh, welcome today to Yasmina Sinanus. She is a um, celebrated Melbourne printmaker, Australian printmaker really, and um, a lecturer at um, the School of Art at RMIT. She's also an RMIT alumni. She did her Masters and PhD at RMIT. And uh, she did it in a very fascinating area of girly werewolves. <laughs> and uh, she's going to take this uh, amazing project um, out to um, wider Melbourne on the streets for White Night Melbourne, which is on February 18. I'm here at RMIT Gallery uh, today with Yasmina to talk about how it's going. Hi, Yasmina. Hi, Evelyn. Hi. <laughs> how, how is it going? Well, I've... Um... It's, it's moving along. It is moving along. I'm looking forward to the, the test projection in a, a week's time, which will give me a, a clearer idea of what, what's possible and what still needs to be done with the project. But uh, I've, I've engaged the services of a good friend of mine who is a filmmaker and an animator to help me with animating the, the projection. Uh, it's Because it's such a... A new area for me, uh, and and it's not an area that that I'm particularly familiar with. It's also a very exciting area for me, so I want to make the most of this opportunity and to really engage with the the building's facade and, and make that a real feature of the work, not just just sort of you know projecting my work onto it and and seeing what happens, but uh, to to engage with the building and animate the building in some way that makes sense with the with the images as well. So the building you're talking about is the Story Hall facade, and it's um oh the, the annex the facade. annex yeah, yeah the annex facade. So it's part of Story Hall, but it's the annex, and it, I think it's perhaps what people often think of as Story Hall. It's it's rather an yeah. iconic building. Can you talk about it? That yeah, it, it is. Well, that's part of the challenge too, because it's because it's so striking and it's so uh, identifiable as part of the RMIT architecture, and is thought of as Story Hall, even though it's it's strictly the annex. So the the architecture has a really interesting reference to the the history of the building uh, when uh, Story Hall was the Hibernian Hall and uh, leased to the Women's Political Association. So it was a, like a feminist hub, and they you know, flew their flag on the on the rooftop and held their anti-conscription meetings in the building. So the the colours of the flags are what inspired the architects when they when they um, did the renovation in 1995, I believe. So there's that history of the building. I knew the building, well, I was introduced to that site in, in 1992 as an undergraduate when it was the printmaking building. So for me, it's a really nice, you know, it's coming full circle, coming back to the building or the site where I began my investigations in printmaking, where I first fell in love with the medium and where I also really took hold of the, the female or the the correlation between women and wolves in, in culture and that, that intersection of the two, where, where that all took place in the first place. And um, so it's really nice to come back to that and to be projecting uh, my, my results. And, you know, many years later, uh, a lifetime later, <laughs> uh, the, the products of, of my PhD research, which was looking at representations of female werewolves throughout history and choosing a number of those, uh, the women that I identified to make portraits of and re-projecting uh, re those back onto the building's facade. It's going to be quite amazing because um, we're talking about two or three storeys high, aren't we, for these images? 
Yes, they're, they're going to be enormous. So that, <laughs> that is one of the, uh, the technical challenges that I'm presented with too is, okay, so I know that if I need to print something at that size, the DPI has got to be enormous. But is it the same for projection and what, what happens when you, when you project film? Can you project normal film onto that? Can you use normal film software? So these are all of the, the grey areas that, that are outside my area of expertise and that's where I'm, you know, other people to help me out. <laughs> so there's this amazing technical side to, to doing a, a light projection and that's what White Knight uh, is famous for, is, is having these facades projected. But generally they're, they're sort of generally abstract or, you know, pretty sort of um, you know, tame uh, representations of things. <laughs> These are going to be women who transform into werewolves over three stories. That's going to be amazing. It, yeah, yeah, and, and it is a different approach because I think generally people start with the building first and then work out, okay, what can we do uh, to animate the building, whereas this is, okay, we've got these images, how can we make these images work with the building? So it, that, that is the challenge to get the, the two of them working together to project them in the way. And also the distortions that the building creates itself with the, with the different shapes are going to twist the faces out in, in unexpected ways. So how do we deal with that as well? But, but yes, they are going to be quite... They're, they're going to be like sentinels, I think, of, of Melbourne. They're, they're, they're going to be larger than life, glaring down. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I, I think of things like the Reclaim the Night movement, you know, about women taking back the streets. And here they're going to be doing it three stories high, and don't you dare mess with them. <laughs> I think it's um, especially about what's happening in America at the moment, incredibly oh, timely. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we ought not to go there. I almost had a yes. Ended up punched up almost in the tram the other day talking about. But <laughs> but, but it, but it is America? it is very it is very political at the moment. It's a, a sort of a very political time to be a woman, and um, you know this this you've seen this through history yes. of how strong women have been. Um, I don't know. Yeah, demonised. Demonised. Yeah. Is the word. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's. Uh, that's the interesting with the female werewolves is that where they've proliferated, where you've seen the most female werewolves occur in popular culture, have been at times when, when womankind itself is under attack. So the, I guess one of the key times was during the early modern era uh, when changes in ideas about witchcraft or thinking about witchcraft... Are, Earlier on, it was considered a predominantly male domain because it was centred on learning and knowledge and power over the dark arts. But then there were changes in theology which made witchcraft... Uh, it could be the result of demonic suggestion. So, so it's people who were vulnerable to demonic influence were considered more likely to be witches, and that's when it changed to being a female, a predominantly female you know, occupation, if you like, um, and womankind really came under quite brutal attack. Some of the, the language that is in the witch-hunting treatises is, is horrific. It's, it's absolutely horrendous. They're talking about, you know, it's no surprise that this scum of humanity is made up mostly of womankind. It's, 
<laughs> it was quite breathtaking. And then another time when uh, female werewolves proliferated was during the suffragette era. So, so there is this connection between printmaking, suffragettes and werewolves, believe it or not. Who would have thought? And Story Hall. <laughs> and Story Hall. <laughs> so, so that's really nice as well. So it's in the suffragette era as well. There's um, gothic literature, saw, that saw this flourishing of female werewolves who were, who were destroyers of families, who were... Uh, husband killers or, or, or killed their lovers and, uh, and and the interesting thing was that they were they were privileged women they were educated they were aristocratic often they were foreign as well they, they loved the white fur they were distinguished by, by their white fur but that's very telling in that the suffragettes also were they were educated women they were privileged women they weren't kind of the the masses so they so had the time to actually think and um, take time out and actually um, agitate uh, which the, I guess a lot of the poorer working class women didn't when they were no. sort of burdened by simply surviving and having their families survive every day so yes yeah yeah so it, exactly so it was that that um, particular class of women if you like that came under attack especially in the in the suffragette era so I think that's that's really interesting that that's where the female werewolves keep turning up at those times. So I'll be interested to see how the female werewolves turn up. <laughs> in the 21st yeah, yes. century, yeah, in yeah, the Trump era. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, this is really interesting. So we've got this amazing, timely um, new um, incarnation of the Girly Werewolf Project, which is going to be um, towering three stories, <laughs> if you like, on Story Hall um, for White Knight. And... Um, you're very articulate about the whole uh, werewolf myth, I suppose, of course, because you've done so much academic research into it. Yes. Well, some people might call it research. Others might call it an obsession, possibly not a particularly healthy one. But no, I, I have been. It's been... I think it took me by surprise uh, just to how how much there, there was out there or how many female werewolf narratives there were out there. Uh, and when I started, you know, back in '92, that there were stories that I uncovered looking at that um, the intersection of women with with wolves in in culture, and the female werewolf did turn up. And I resisted her at the beginning, thinking, "Oh, I can't make work about female werewolves. I'm going to be taken seriously. You know, this is this is ridiculous." Uh, but but the paths just kept leading back to that same point. And, and in the end, I thought, oh, look, stuff it, I'll just go with it and, um, and investigate it. And, and so much was revealed. And it, it, even after the, the PhD, what, what that revealed to me, too, was that there are so many more narratives that I haven't even started looking at yet. And it depends on sort of where you go back in time in terms of understandings of you know, what, what a werewolf is or what it might be, because that's changed over the centuries as well. It hasn't been this static entity uh, that, that we see today. I, earlier werewolves, for example, it wasn't infectious. You couldn't become a werewolf by being bitten by a werewolf. It had nothing to do with a full moon. It, it had no effect over, over turning you into a werewolf. And, uh, and silver bullets weren't part of it either. So there are all of these, these new additions, which are, which are fabulous, which, which are part of the evolving figure of the, of the werewolf. But that's what's kept me really fascinated. And, and I'm also interested in why given that there were so many female werewolves throughout history, why aren't they better known? Why is it that the male werewolves are the ones that 
that people think about and I still get asked even today is like are there female werewolves you know how can you do a PhD on something that that doesn't exist so oh yes there were plenty of them but it's the the men who get the they get the limelight so well, they're that? certainly the girly werewolves are certainly going to be getting the light oh, they, they, they are, yeah. at White Night. They will be the light at White Night. Yeah. So that's really nice too, because that's something that I talk about is turning the spotlight back on the on female werewolves, and and literally this is going to be happening for White Night. So that's that's an exciting part of it too. Um, terrific. I mean, I guess there's no better way to take your research to the masses. <laughs> I can't think of a more, well, one that will have as much impact or as much presence as that. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to ignore, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Terrific. Well, we look forward to it very much. Thank you, Yasmina. Thank you, Evelyn.